Hello, my BMX friends. Welcome back to another episode of Canode Knows, brought to you by Dig BMX. This week on the show, we got Reed Stark. You already know who he is, and he's <laughs> you scared stiff on Instagram. Reed is spreading joy throughout the world. That's a we. <laughs> that's so goofy. Uh, I love Reed Stark, man. And we had a brief conversation, and he's definitely going to come back on for round two. And we talk a lot about the BSD video that just came out, Cliffhanger. That was a banger. Um, if you haven't checked that out, go watch it. I think it's on Diggs' YouTube channel, so go check that out. Um, and if you didn't know, Reed had a lot to do with putting that team together and putting that trip together and putting that video together. Shout out to Trent Lutzke for editing it the way he did. I loved it. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Before we get into it, Make sure that you smash that like button, hit subscribe, help Diggs' YouTube channel grow, help my YouTube channel grow, share the show with a friend, leave a five-star review. Uh. Excuse me. And uh, if you want to start getting a little bit healthier, start implementing RAR superfoods into your diet. Go to rarlife.com, use the promo code CANODE and get yourself 15% off of their green superfood powder you just take it once a day add it in you could still eat like crap if you want to if you're addicted to junk food but at just adding one little thing can start the trajectory of getting healthier i lost you know 80 pounds over the course of three years and never have felt better and rar had a big piece to do with that and it's owned by local homies john mata and joey mata so yeah support support rar that's it <laughs> here's reed stark let's go reed stark Oh What's shit, that's loud. Okay. <laughs> What's up? I'm Glenn PP Milligan and welcome to the Big Big BMX show. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. I like that. I like Glenn Glenn Milligan. Hi Reed. Hey. How's it going, Bobby? <laughs> hey. Hey. What you been up to today, man? I've uh, just been working on this um try again trip. Started What's that? I started a nonprofit recently called the Try Again Foundation. Sick. Yeah, so we're uh, we're bringing out a rad crew of different people who try again in different industries, like you know, skateboarding, scooter, rollerblade, BMX, music. Um, bringing them all on this little trip, and we're doing this crazy like challenge themed video piece. What? That's dope, yeah. dude. Try yeah. Again Foundation. What's the like what sparked this? Why why is it called Try Again? So I've been I've been throwing trips for or I've been throwing jams for like a while. Um like BMX jams. And I like integrated Kendama into them. And then we did one in Denver recently where I integrated like having like a DJ there. And I've I've found, you know, BMX and Kendama and all the things that have like normalized failure for me. Like all the different activities I've done in my life have been kind of the most important for yeah. me like building like who i am and how i deal with life and making sure that i like keep progressing and keep trying and i think it's like one of the most fundamentally like i don't know important things to do with your life is to try again yeah until you get up and there's a lot of like people who don't try again they don't do activities or know how to do activities that that you know enforce that that ideology for real. A lot of people don't have the mindset that comes from failing at something, but then knowing that if you keep trying, you'll eventually get it. Like you have to suck 
until you don't suck and yeah. shit like kendama is probably the most humbling one. <laughs> oh, exactly i mean dude bmx is just eating shit all the time for yeah. sure like the same thing bmx kendama skateboarding we're, we're all the same and yeah i just like wanted to figure out a way to like you know encourage more people to do that so the plan with it is to like get sponsors to donate either product or money and go to skate parks and throw music events like for the day and bring a bunch of bikes to give away skateboards to give away i mean eventually i could picture like building like a mini rock climbing wall have like dj tutorials or music making tutorials and like teach communities how to use the tools and then give them tools to use them or that's to do so them. dope and then and just then, get then leave, people you know? ex like show people in a local community that there's activities that you can do that kind of give you like subliminal life lessons you know it's, yeah yeah that's great dude i love that Fuck yeah man. so that's it's uh yeah it's i don't know i don't know where it's gonna go but i yeah i got the 501c3 sorted um got a nonprofit banking account yesterday so nice. ready to take donations now we threw our launch jam in new orleans last month and yeah it was sick just had a bunch of people come out ride skate scooter Dude, do whatever super you want to do went and had a little street jam and ended at a little like after party spot briefly what is a 501c3 and how hard was it to set it up so my girlfriend koshi she actually did all that stuff she's done all that all that logistical stuff but yeah it's just you have to prove that you're doing something for you know not for profit it's just a not for profit not non-for-profit organization rather than an llc okay dope yeah so just you know giving back and it's uh the benefit is for like sponsors and stuff is they can you know donate money and it's a tax write-off for them yes that's huge so, yeah and then like that's a, a great, perfect pitch yeah it's a great way to like bring in you know profitable businesses and and bring them in to actually like help the world and make the world a better place that's like a win-win-win. A peop so a company donating bikes gets exposure and a tax write-off, and you get to provide a cool experience to local dude. That's so sick, man! I had no clue. That's badass. Yeah, it should be sick. Cause if yeah. we're just starting off, but I'm really excited about it. It's definitely a big passion project. You know, I knew I want to do something like that for a while, like trips and jams, dude. Like, how do we make this? And like, I think it, the sickest thing is being able to like take pros in all these different industries on trips to go and teach and do their thing and actually pay them properly. Yeah, that's amazing. Go, go and share these experiences with communities of people who would never really find out about BMX. Like I, I couldn't imagine who I'd be if I didn't find out about BMX. Right, yeah. And 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 Kendama. So yeah. thinking like, man, if we could be like a, a power in that way of bringing that to the world and I don't know, I think. I love that. So I was, I was just watching, all right, so if people don't know, you guys you and your brother had a squad called team dilly and there's a full-length video called it do and i just watched your section from that and you're just a young kid how old do you think you were then uh i had close in there when i was 14. amazing yeah. and you're just rocking was... you're rocking 14. hooper shorts dude and the style back then and just that's the beginning almost you know that's yeah it's like 14 15 and 16 i think were the filming years for that video <laughs> so after wow dude because you were tall as shit too man 14 15 and six, you're a, a giant little kid and uh, it's kind of <laughs> cool. wild to think how far you've come from there how old are you now uh 30 fuck yeah man dude that's that's unbelievable um i guess while we're on the beginning topic i uh i'm curious about how you got into 
BMX? Like, how was it introduced to you from your brother, maybe? Uh, yeah. So I actually, well, this talk. I'm in Denver right now, and this dog's going crazy. It's <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I I actually started out rollerblading. Uh, some neighbors across the street they rollerbladed. So my brother and I got rollerblades one year, for, I think for Christmas or something like that. And we both started rollerblading and went to the skate park for like a year or two or something like that. And then my brother ended up like quitting rollerblading and got a BMX bike. And he was like, oh, this is way doper. And I kept rollerblading for like maybe like six months. And then I was like, ah, I got to follow my brother, dude. I got to get a BMX bike. Did so you uh, d- give me the name of Dude, I just watched a couple of like pro rollerblading videos the other day and it's nuts it's kind of like weird because it looks like you're just jumping onto things but like i can i can kind of imagine how difficult some of the like precise grinds are and doing like 540s out of a 20 stair rail is unreal i got respect for rollerblading it's kind of wild did you were you able to like grind handrails and shit when you did it or uh, I never did street actually, but I like, dude, I remember I like dropped in fakie on vert ramps and shit. On road lands. I did. I remember I did like, like a uh, McTwist, I think. Nice. Like, uh, yeah. Kind of like a flip one eighty thing. Um, yeah. That is like wild. A bunch of different grinds and stuff. And yeah, I was super into it, man. I loved it. And That's then badass. once I found the bike, I was like, dude, this is so much sicker. Yeah, like the bike, you can actually like get around town and for real, that's a huge plus to it. Like skating around town sucks, rollerblading around town sucks, but a bike is a decent form of transportation. It's our first taste of like, oh, I can, I'm only 15, but I can pedal a couple miles away from my house and it feels like this crazy adventure, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I started, I started riding when I was nine. Wow. Uh, And I had a little 16 inch bike and exactly what you said, dude. I mean, we built like little like wood kickers in the front yard, just like couple like four by fours and have like a piece of plywood and just rip it into the grass and my dad and i and my brother we started like building like doper ramps like we built like a proper like little like two or three foot tall little box jump thing nice um and ripped that thing for a while and then that turned into like a little like three foot tall like eight foot wide quarter pipe in the front yard hell yeah that was super sick. And then I actually built a little like two foot tall, like mini ramp set up in the basement, like super sketchy, but like, it was like a two foot almost went to like vert nearly. Nice. I had like a little vert wall. I think the video still exists on YouTube of me riding that, that, uh, what do I search for to find that Reed Stark in the basement? Yeah. What is it, man? Yeah. I think it literally is Reed Stark in the basement. That's it's interesting to think about because like the when you're that young, your brain is so impressionable. So your first experiences riding a bike and just catching air is like teaching your body how to handle being in the air. Because that's one thing I noticed about you is you're so like you're dialed at pretty much you're all around BMX rider like rails and ledges and shit. But like it's almost surprising how good you are at riding transition and doing gaps and all that stuff and being comfortable in the air. And I think that comes from like being young and not you know for me dude when i was you know first getting into bikes i tried to hit some jumps and i felt so uncomfortable i ate shit one time and i was just like that's not for me and i stopped trying but that feeling of weightlessness has got to feel amazing and that's a whole different i was just talking to Corey walsh last last week and i was like dude i can't i wish that i could like spend one day being able to ride transition the way you guys do it's unbelievable yeah it's it's a crazy feeling man yeah i mean dude dirt jumps and ramps and stuff like i don't know street is so sick for like the creativity of it and just like 
it's more of like an art form to me whereas yeah. like park and park and dirt jumps it's just so fun to ride on a bmx bike like the feeling you get when you are actually ripping and land like perfectly smooth into something like yep. nothing like it like watching um they just did i saw chris doyle was at some uh mosh posh something mosh at the posh i think was the name of the dirt jump crew jam that happened and just seeing him like super click 360 invert on a it's just like i can't even imagine how good it feels to make it through a set of trails like uh it's that's gotta that's gotta be amazing um yeah it's sick hold on i gotta put this dog in the other room dude he's being crazy show us show us the dog marley Marley. Oh, oh, hey, Marley. What's up? It looks like my parents' dog. Is it a little shit poo? Shit poo. Know what it is. My buddy hugs you all. <laughs> Get out of here, Marley. Marley, you crazy. Trip, come here. Oh man, it's like I don't, I don't really mind the whimpers, but dude, those nails. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'll get you. Very distracting. Sure. I was just over at my boss's house, and he they they have this little like uh one of those little Pomeranian fluffy dogs and it just yaps at every little sound. Like I, I, you know, that your computer makes a sound when you drag a file from one folder to the other and it almost sounds like a doorbell maybe, but I'm working and I drag it and then he just goes ballistic and then I do it again and he goes ballistic and I'm like, I'm going to fucking lose my mind, dude. I can't handle yappy dogs. Dude, now you're saying yappy dog. Now the dog's yapping. Oh man. <laughs> I couldn't hear it. So it's, it's all right. If it, <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> you didn't have this problem earlier oh shit yep, yep 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 where's my dog trip come here buddy come sit next to me come sit next to me disgusting. i just met this dog like it's my Marley. it's not really my dog yet you come know here, what I'm like, come here trip everything's cool there he is. He's chill. Come on up here. I feel like I'm more of a cat person, but damn, I love dogs too. I I, uh, I strongly disagree. I used to have my first pet for myself was a cat. And then uh, after having a dog for a while, I'm like, this is the shit. But like with your lifestyle, I don't think a dog is uh, a good move because you're traveling and all that shit. Yeah, my girl, uh, my girl has a cat. She had a cat before I ended up meeting her named Dax. It's a sick little six-toed guy, but uh, six-toed. Yeah, what does that mean? He's got six toes, dude. That's weird, right? Yeah, it's called a Hemingway <laughs> cat, I think it is. Like Interesting. some crazy, like all these cats have fucking six toes. Actually, one of my cats, Tarzan, growing up, also had six toes. I guess I gotta look into that. I'm curious yeah. about the amount of toes on cats now. Yeah, no, it's a it's a rare thing, but apparently some have they got the opposable thumbs. <laughs> Let's get back to uh, your beginnings. Um, so you're, I guess, just go straight to Team Dilly at Do, And I don't know, you progressed obviously a lot from being nine and hitting these little jumps and the mini ramp in your garage. But uh, what what were some of your early influences? Like who, what videos did you see? Who did you look up to, if anybody? Or was it just like a local scene thing, looking up to your brother, maybe? Um, what yeah, was the, dude, the origins? Definitely. Definitely looked up to my brother. Um, this dude, local dude, Landon Anderson. He's like a dude yeah. he had dread back in the day. Yep. Legend, click turndowns, um, Dirty Dan, Josh Nenza. Josh uh, Nenza, I've never heard of that guy. Oh my God. He's one of the best BMX riders of all time. Pretty sure. 
he's up there. So right. yeah, Nenza's Nenza was a legend. Um, yeah, Jim Reinstra was like a local legend. All those dudes, Ben Polishek. So they're kind of like the local dudes. And then outside of that was it was kind of like the standard dudes. Like they I think a good chunk of them rode for standard. And outside of that, like I really liked, you know, I saw like Etnies Forward. That was a big one. Yeah. Um Ruben, Taj, Joe Rich, those guys. Definitely, definitely some of my favorites. Um Chris Doyle, definitely. Hell yeah. Right up there. Um yeah, just just love them, dude. Fuck Van Homan yeah you know like criminal mischief sick video yeah i don't know i'd say that's a pretty pretty big thing you know roll fools eight came to minnesota when i was there and they went to my local skate park oh that's gotta be trippy or just that, exciting yeah. yeah i wasn't i wasn't there unfortunately but like i watched that video a lot yeah i believe like, it definitely definitely all the road fools i think that was when i got into road fools but going back and looking at all the old ones and road fools eight is it weird to think about the fact that you might be somebody's you know and like that what i'm trying to think of the word the first like starstruck thing you know like oh my god that's him you're that guy now it's so it, trippy to think it about it doesn't even feel real i don't even right? know yeah yeah i'm just a regular guy yeah exactly i think that's one thing you eventually learn is just like everybody is just a normal person but when you're young dude you do idolize and like oh my god like wow yeah my my first like freak out was uh drew hosselton i met i saw him at a spot and i'm just like geeking out like oh my god is that drew hosselton is that drew hosselton so cool he's incredible how's he doing i haven't heard that in a long time he uh he went to alaska and started being living a mountain man life and just he's always been like super um i don't know the word for it but just wants to be off the grid no attention just you know make a living and be drew he's i've never met anybody else like him it's interesting so i love that he's living in alaska riding mountain bikes and uh i think doing snow sports and uh yeah i i hope he's doing well we we talk every blue moon but yeah i'll love him forever um, good man yeah, yeah, I, yeah i remember kicking it with you and him back when i was like dude maybe like 15 yeah you're Arizona. a young buck it's wild it's wild to see how far we've come filming for the dilly video i believe yeah i was so hyped to be part of team dilly team dude. dilly it do <laughs> they don't think it'd be like it is but it do <laughs> that's what it came from huh yeah. it'd be like it is but it do said uh some baseball player said that i uh that's a that's a hell of a quote that's a good one so we talked about your you know icons um coming of age like i don't know and getting recognition i want to know what your first taste of like oh shit i could you know maybe get sponsored or travel or how did what was your first ever sponsor and how did it come about um i think it was sunday bikes Oh, well, actually, catfishcatfish.com. Hell so yeah. <laughs> when I was, when I was like 11, Catfish like sent me a like package from like Fly Bikes. It was like he worked at System Cycle. I think yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. DK so was, shit, like, right? Fly Bikes. Yeah. DK. Um, yeah. He like sent some posters, like some grips, some handlebars, something like that. And like a like a you know right up like oh this catfish like you kill it man he like saw my videos on the internet like because my brother was making videos of me back in the day 
That's so fucking he, like, awesome. Sam, Catfish Sam was your first sponsor. Catfish was my first sponsor. Believe nice. it or not, dude. <laughs> and um, then how did Sunday come about? And then Sunday, so actually Sunday came from It Do. Um, nice. So that video dropped and my brother, I think like talked with Charlie Crumlish about like, yo, we got to get my brother sponsored. Yeah. And Charlie hooked it up with Jim Zielinski. Yeah. Uh, Jim C. Yeah. Started sending me that. That's when they had like the wave frame. I think it was the ones yeah. with the, the little ripples on the bottom ripples on the down tube. Yeah. Um, that so was yeah. an interesting design. That makes me think of Ian Schwartz right away. And then who's the other dude that was so sick. I think his name is Alex. Can you think of a dude on Sunday that used to ride that frame named Alex and just Alex Magellan? Yes. That's the name I was thinking about. That dude was sick. Yeah, I wonder he what he's sick. up to. Anyway. Yeah. So then Sunday, uh, then I started getting like a rim hookup from Sun Ringlay. And cool. that's when I went on the Sun Ringlay in the budget trip video. Like that was the trip thing. Maloof was filming. Did a oh, road sick. trip out to like Ohio, I think, from Milwaukee. So maybe a little deeper. Like, yeah, I think it was Ohio's end. We went hung out with like Stephen Hamilton. Jeff Down was on that trip. That was amazing. Damn. And one night we were just like, just rip and party and then Maloof was like, yo, Reed, he's like, you Wu-Tang this blunt right now, like, I'm going to get you on BSD and you're going to get, you're going to get a fucking signature product and a paycheck. And I was <laughs> like, what? And he's like, dude, he's like, if you don't get on, if you don't, if, if you Wu-Tang a blunt and you don't get a signature product and a paycheck, like I'll quit. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Maloof, and I fucking Wu-Tang the blunt and the rest is history, dude. Quit That's Sunday. amazing. But Sunday got on BSD and now I've been on BSD for like, fuck, like 13 years. Damn. Shut up Maloof, dude, for the Wu-Tang. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's uh, that's the advice to the kids is if you want to get sponsored, Wu-Tang blunts. <laughs> what is, for people who don't know, what is a Wu-Tanging a blunt? So it's, uh, Maloof was the first one who told me about it. I don't know where it came from, but smoking a blunt you know with a bunch of people and at one point you know when it gets down to like the the last little bit yeah kind of hit it and like you know look at someone and be like hey what's up man just kind of look at them and, and just suck it down inhale it just just and let go and just suck it down take it into the gut where uh, does it go i've always thought that that goes into your lungs but do you I just like I mean, eat it's it probably it's probably just like food. Maybe I got a bunch of Wu-Tang blunts in here. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely did it for a while when I was younger. That was when I was like, I think I was 16. That's um, wild, man. And yeah, that uh, yeah, Wu-Tang and blunts, bro. It's pretty, pretty hilarious. I definitely did a few of those in, in college. <laughs> It'll get months. you to the next level. Speaking of yeah. college, I wanted to talk about, because I, and we've talked about it before. What is your degree in? So it's actually in journalism and then I minored in management. Uh, but within journalism, I did advertising, like nice. a specific focus in strategic communication. Do you remember, is there any big takeaways or something huge that you learned in college that you still apply today or just kind of oh, a general grasp? Absolutely, dude. I mean, fucking, I had some crazy, like this one, this one professor, Jennifer Johnson, she was like a crazy creative who worked at all these ad agencies and she totally like taught my brain how to like think creatively, like creatively and strategically oh. to like come up with the right solution. That's going to like hit that sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, I read tons. I I chose the perfect degree, man. I mean, I learned so much of like how, yeah, how, how to like 
properly think creative, I guess, and like do it in a strategic way. And then minoring management was huge because I learned all the basics of like business management, entrepreneurship, yep. so like business statistics, accounting, like everything you really need to run a business. I, I took a class on. Yeah. So I, I use everything. I not everything, but a yeah, lot. I mean, yeah, a lot. For That's sure. A lot, of, a, a lot of people get through college. They're like, ah, oh, college is a fucking waste. You don't need it. And I'm like, eh, you probably just chose a shitty degree. For real. You know? Yeah. Fucking, you gotta, and that's tough, man. Like you don't really have, like they, you go into college and you don't know what to do. You don't know what, you're what, 18 years old. You don't know what you want to do with your life. You know For what real. I mean? Like, and you just kind of got to guess. And it's, it's really tough. Like I knew, I had a bunch of friends who, you know, did like followed a degree path for three years, three and a half years. And then they got to the end of it and they're like, I actually hate this. And then <laughs> they just have, kinda, just have to kind of start all over. And I think there's probably a lot of people who go to college and graduate and have a lot of school, like student debt and don't actually have passion for what they did. You know, it's just so, stuck, so, dude. Yeah. Only thing I would say is just, if you're in that position, just try and uh, yeah, think about what you are passionate about. Think about what you genuinely do want to do, like regardless of the money. You know, I like I saw a lot of people who were like, "Oh, like I'm gonna get this one. So I'm gonna get go to this or study this thing." Because like, really, learning is great. Like, whatever you're gonna, however you're gonna learn. Like, if you don't want to go to college, there's a lot of other ways to learn Huge, a yeah. skill or a craft. Yep. Uh, trade school or even just like learning online. YouTube University, uh, man, that shit's real. But yeah, just, you know, just don't do it for the money, you know, try and think about what you actually want to do because the money will come. Yeah. And if you like what you're doing, then you'll fucking be stoked. You know, like it doesn't really yeah. matter. Like, you'll have enough money to get by. You don't need that much money to be happy. You know, for real. So. I think there's like a study about uh, once you pass 70K, I think is the number that was in the study, but happiness increases like as you go from 30K to 40K to 50K to 60K. And then once you make 70K a year, every amount above that, you're not getting any happier. Like you have your basic needs met, you know? Exactly. I think it's, I think it's $72,900 actually. I know know exactly what I'm talking about. I know that exact study and it's fucking, yeah, it's, there's some shit to that for sure. I want to touch on the teaching or you said Jennifer Johnson, shout out JJ, right? Jessica Johnson, whatever her name, sorry. Um, she taught you how to think creatively. If you could summarize in a nutshell, how to think creatively, you know, give me a, you know, two minute breakdown of what exactly she taught you or what uh, you would teach somebody now on how to think creatively and strategically. So, man, I mean, she just broke down like, so like within like a, like a creative role, there's like a brand who has like a, a business goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a whole breakdown of like, what, what, what does the advertiser need? Um, or what, do, what does the consumer need? What is the consumer like looking for? I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this. Don't be really, critical. The, just do it. Just talk. Fuck, man. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, pull up my glass nose. I still got them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're like the five C's of a creative brief. So it's, and it's all based on the consumer. Okay. So really like I, I focused a lot on like account planning, which is like the actual strategic, like onboarding process of like managing a creative, you know what I mean? Okay. To like, to get them, to get the right result, that's going to accomplish your business goals. And then there's like the creative side of it, which is uh figuring out like exactly who the consumer is so like a big part of that is we dive deep into like writing consumer profiles so we're like all right like 
if you're marketing a product, you don't just like market to everyone. Like that's what, that's what businesses always do. They're like, Oh, we're a bit, we're a product for everyone. Like cannabis for everyone. Like, no, it's not like yes. this, this thing is for a specific person. Who is that person? Do you, you're not talking to a group of people anymore. You're talking to one person. All right. This is Bob. Bob wakes up at 7 a.m. He listens to this radio station. He shops at this grocery store to prepare this for breakfast, or maybe yep. he eats out for every day for breakfast. You know, on it, he drives this type of car. You know, he fucking makes this amount of money. Like you break down their entire day and who exactly this person is, and you figure out how to reach that person. Right. And as a creative and like in advertising, if you can figure out how to reach that single person, you end up reaching a fuckload of those people and you hit them with the perfect information. Yes. So like once once you figure out who the consumer is, <clears throat> then you can kind of break it down and go back to like, all right, well, what's this, what creative, what creative do we need to hit them with? And when do we need to hit them with and where? So now that we know that they listen to this radio station or they watch this TV channel or they, you know what I mean? Whether you Spotify or they listen to music on YouTube or, you know, you can kind yeah. of break down like, all right, now we know we need to do Google ads, YouTube focused 15 second pre-roll ad. And that pre-roll ad is going to have this on it, you know, yeah. and then you go through that process of like developing that actual creative spot, develop, you know, three different versions of it and then kind of spit it out. You know, you brainstorm, give it back to the client, figure out what they what they want, like which one they're leaning towards. Yeah. Um, and just go from there. And then, and then split like, test it and see what works and double and, down on it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I do like digital marketing nowadays. I do like uh paid meta and Google ads. So like planning full advertising campaigns and stuff like that. That's so dope. I do that shit all the time. Like getting the right creative, like, like outlining the creative, telling the creative team what to shoot, how to shoot it, what format it needs to be in to get it back to send on which platform to which person. Sick. And if you can kind of figure out that whole process, you can sell shit. Yeah. Anything to anyone, you know? I love that. You mentioned the five C's. Do you remember what the five C's are? Fuck. Pop I, quiz. Let's go back to college. What are the five C's? Dude, I... <laughs> <laughs> ah, five C's. I, I got them in my Dropbox, dude. I still got <laughs> <laughs> I want to Google the five C's of marketing. Dude, context, awesome. customers, competitors, collaborators, and company. Sounds, that could be it. Sounds almost like it, kind of. I think that there's actually multiple. Yeah, know, there's a bunch of different five, five C's. C's. Yeah. I love right. lists and shit. Whatever. Let's move on. Oh, no, no. Let's let's get it, dude. This is you. <laughs> let's pick out the five All C's. All right, I got it. Safari pedals, five C's. So the Safari pedals, my first creative project, I actually used my college degree for. I like Sick. did the marketing plan. I did fucking hundreds of hours of research on plastic BMX pedals, um, figuring out exactly what the consumer wanted, what they were scared of and all this shit. And I like did, I did projects for these classes for the actual pedals. Oh, so like you're, you're coming out with your signature pedal while you're in college still, right? Yeah. That's awesome, man. That was, that was really crazy. They, they like everyone, all my professors were like, this is so crazy. We'll, we never like teach people who can like use a real brand and (laughs) like a real product. Actually implement it right away. So it is category. So for Safari pedals, category, BMX pedals, culture, I wrote, when BMX riders crash, their bike tumbles and critical pedal pins grind off, resulting in a decrease in foot grip. Plastic pedals are seen as a disposable product, but they need to be durable enough to use for the next attempt. 
Content, third C. Strengths. This is the first BMX pedal on the market with a high quality of pins along with their unique pin placement. Weaknesses, the market may be reluctant to accept such a unique product due to its odd form, which is true because they kind of look kind of crazy if you, hmm. you, know, you don't fuck with them. Um, the fourth C is consumer. So this is where like that all that consumer insight goes yep. in. Um, the consumer doesn't have the income to be consistently buying BMX parts. When they purchase a the product, they want to know it will serve its intended purpose to be durable enough to withstand the abuse of 10 or more BMX sessions. Along along the epic journey BMX provides, the consumer accepts that their plastic pedals are going to get demolished when they ride. They just want the product to function as it should for as long as possible. Nice. Uh, core conflict. That's or, the fifth core conflict? Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess so. I, I have six on here. Oh, yeah, that's the fifth. Core conflict. Consumers want their pedals to grip their feet for as many BMX sessions as possible, but fear that extra pins on the pedal will bring extra pins to, or extra pain to their shins. And then I have the core of the idea, which is like kind of just like, I think that's like the culminating thing of the project, not a part of the fuzzies. And the question is, can consumers accept that BSC Safari Pals will bring them the best bang for their buck available on the market? Sick. So yeah, that was fucking, yeah, that's, I, I'm glad I could pull it up right now. Yeah, that's great, yeah, dude. Did that, uh, did that whole, whole thing and planned out all the marketing for it and everything and they ended up i had like a marketing goal and everything to outsell odyssey twisted pedals and they did fuck yeah i didn't first, know that they did first order yeah they became like the number one uh highest selling pedal in the market like oh right shit off. good for you i was just my follow-up question was like how did the safari pedals do it sounds like they did good the, the, the safari but the royalties from the safari pedals literally paid for my whole entire bmx travels like anything you saw from me for like six seven years it was just from that like i had no fucking money yeah. after school and i just like had the royalties from lived the off your pedals from the shit that i learned to like yes, make dude. products and i was like fuck yeah college works you know what i mean <laughs> college works what about uh your shorty she's like setting up the 501c3 what was her background so she actually did a fairly similar thing but she did and within journalism she did public relations Cool. Um, and then she was a music manager. So she like booked full tours for a bunch of different crazy artists like Cloud Chord, uh, sick, like Ableton certified instructor from Austin, Texas. He's super dope. Look him up. He just dropped a new album. Um, and she had like Axel Thesslef and Closey. She was like a big part of Closey's team, like starting out. And that's like a huge bass music producer. Dope. She's from France. Um, so she did that, worked at this like music, music, uh, label agency, something along the lines of that, um, did that for a bunch of years, then kind of met me and I was like, dude, like she was kind of like getting stressed out with the job and ended up just being like, I think I need to try something else. So she ended up getting a job at an SEO agency as like an account executive, cool. like in between people doing search engine, op search engine optimization. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, um, just kind of like making your website uh, keyword friendly <clears throat> for Google, so yeah. people who are searching for questions can find your shit. So she was and like the, the account Vietnam. executive is the liaison between the company and the client. So that's that's a cool job. So she did that for a while. That was remote because I was really trying to get her to get a remote job so we could travel. Nice. Uh, she did that, and then she we like traveled we like airbnb like i brought her out to austin texas i was like yo let's go rip we went to new orleans for a month airbnb hopped like month in new orleans month in miami a couple months in north carolina then we went back to 
Tulum and then New Orleans again, and then like traveled around for a bit. And eventually we're like, oh, we got to go back to New Orleans and like live there. So we He's signed Mr. Worldwide. Is that where you live now? New Orleans? Yeah. Good for uh, you, man. But yeah, no, Koshi now works for this sick company called Artifon. So through her music management, through Cloudcore, Derek, um, he like had some connections at this crazy music startup. It's like a MIDI synthesizer looper, like a beat maker thing, like this big. Cool. Um, and it's, yeah, it's like a crazy like Kickstarter investment. And yeah, she does partnerships. She's like the head of partnerships for them. So perfect. That playing. like, you know, that works out with her past experience and that's exciting, dude. Good for her. Yeah. Good so for you. She, she's been ripping, dude. That she's dude, she's been talking to some crazy clients. I big, big artists doing like crazy like app work and just hell yeah. yeah. That's a exciting of, shit. A lot of cool stuff in the works for her. So it's been fun, fun That's seeing super her fun. That. Speaking of planning shit and uh making shit happen, BSD cliffhanger. Cliff right? Cliffhanger? That's Cliff the name, Bang. right? Yeah, yeah, that shit just dropped. I made sure I had a busy ass day. It was yesterday, I think, that it came out, right? Yeah, yesterday. I had a crazy busy day, but I was like, I'm going to take 20 minutes right now and watch this shit. <laughs> and it was phenomenal. I mean, shout out to Trent for, I he filmed and edited it, right? Yes, he did. He I, I filmed, it I filmed in such a, a fun way. Yeah, everybody extras. gets filmed. Yeah, Grant, UB filmed a bunch of shit. Uh, Dutz filmed a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It's a team effort for filming, but then when you're putting it together, I like what Trent did. Like the attention grabbing, like cool drama at the beginning and then go to uh, the, I don't know, the the general layout was very entertaining and kind of it builds and then it goes, whoa. Um, I want to know what was the highlight of the trip for you? And actually, before we get into that actual video, tell me about the planning of that, how it all came together whose idea it was and how many pieces you had to coordinate like getting g gwendolyn on the trip is that, i don't know gaspar gwendolyn gaspar gaspar he is so fucking sick on a bike dude it's unbelievable the dude, over crank he yeah. did on that setup is i was just like what so dude, good with the with the perpendicular ledge yeah dog he's crazy <clears throat> get out yeah he was down. telling us too he's like he's on that trip he's like I don't there's a lot of rails and never like I don't really like rails and we're like okay and then he just goes and shuts it down bro. I was like, <laughs> yes. All right, like you be ripping I don't uh, like rails but I'm very good at them <laughs> yeah right uh, I mean spots are different down in Argentina man so yeah uh, yeah it was sick so yeah kind of like you know for a while like we had the whole American BSD crew you know the our side of things uh and then a lot of the dudes kind of stop riding as much you know like yeah that's let's touch on that for a second because bsd is you know overseas and here and from what i understand there it was it's almost like they were two different things going on the american side of bsd was kind of slacking and the european side of bsd maybe not so slacking i don't know that's it's an interesting dichotomy that you guys got going on you know it's a global it's a global team um you know and maloof was like the first person on the like from america on the squad so he kind of turned into like the american team manager yeah and, Picked up like a bunch of us, like me, David Grant, fucking, um, oh God, my memory is so bad. Who else? You guys all came to the Gully House. <clears throat> I remember. Joey Mata. Yeah. Uh, Legendary. Jeff Dowen. Uh, Jeff Cadger. Cadger, of course. Um, Chris Brown was on for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Captain Tyra Red. 
Yeah, I'd say that was the majority of the crew. Fuck, I'm man. sure we're missing somebody and they'll be insulted, but sorry. I know, fuck, man. I, <laughs> brain's all over the place right now, yeah. bro. Uh, so, yeah, so that was kind of the whole crew. And then, like, a lot of those dudes, like, kind of, like, got different jobs and started doing different things, um, not really being as focused on BMX. And eventually it was kind of just, like, me. And I was just, like, going on trips, traveling around. And uh, then... Like I was in Spain and I was like, all right, fucking met Denim Cox. Shit went crazy with Stranger, you know, like. Yeah, he was on Stranger, like, huh? Adam LZ, I think, got on and the whole mm-hmm. team decided to quit pretty much because they just didn't agree with that decision. Yeah. Um, so I was with him and he was just like, what do I do, dude? Fuck, I don't know. And I was, I've been hanging out with him. He was like the most helpful guy ever. Like someone's bike would be broken. He would just like get up and fix their shit. Like he was just a solid dude to be around, you know, frame was broken at the time. Um, so he didn't even have a bike. He was just in Spain ripping young denim Cox. And I was just, I had Grant. I was like, Grant, we got to put this guy on the team. Sure. Are you sure? And I was like, he's more than sure. Yes. He's the guy. He's just, you're going to love him. He's the guy. Yes. So got denim on great success. Great success. Yeah. I agree. Draft pick of the year, dude. Holy shit. Yes. Uh, and then eventually, you know, Grant's like, yo, Reed, like, you know, you should try and think about like who else to get on the team, you know, like mm-hmm. who are some more guys. And then it took like a couple of years, honestly, like, of like really like, you know, riding on trips, being on the internet. It's hard to find. Like, you don't, it's not like we wanted to like go and pick like some like big established dude, like right, we're trying yeah. to get some like up and coming rippers who like may have not have like the most opportunity right now to travel and rip and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, it took a bit, and then we were at Swamp Fest, and we did the gap long, long jump gap to grind mm-hmm. competition on the Jersey Bear, and Trent Lutsky, dude, fucking Trent Lutsky, fucking Lutsky. God, why? Why can I never remember? I think it's Lutsky. Lutsky. Uh, yeah. I think it's pronounced Lutsky properly, but I think he goes by Lutsky. Okay. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, he tried to gap crank on this shit at like twenty feet, dog. Like wow. And he fucking, he landed like 16 feet and he tried it at 20 feet and bodied. And I was like, <laughs> I was there and I was like, oh man, he's the fucking guy. Oh, before this, we were in Austin and Curly, uh, Jacob Campbell, Curly, mm-hmm. Curly Mine. Curly Mine. Austin Ripper. So we were, I was hanging out in Austin and we just, I was like, dude, Curly's sick as fuck. He should get hooked up. So we got him a bike. Dope. Uh, it's like, all right, he should definitely be on the crew. What's going through your head when you're making these selections? Like you hang out with them. You have to see more than just riding because there's oh, it's yeah. so much more than just riding. You know what I mean? You got to think about how they behave. Like, are they, are, do people, do people respect them? Do people look up to them? How do they behave? You know, like you don't want just some fucking hungry BMX dude. Who's just like snaking people, trying to one up people and shit like that. You want a cool motherfucker, yeah. you know, like, yeah cool cat who's got good vibes and good energy and like not a victim i think that's one of the biggest things that's such a turn off is just when somebody's like nothing's my fault everything happens to me and it's just what you know like they don't take ownership of shit that's i don't like that i don't like that at all man that's like someone someone who i who i look up to you know what i mean damn like i respect how you run your shit you know like curly's got a whole like custom paint shop man like he's like hand paints like old school cars and shit like he's got a whole career like shit like damn dude like you're solid like you're good you yes you get life you're doing life proper you treat people right you have respect people respect you you know like you're someone who should be repping this brand boom 
Um, so yeah, he was one. And then, uh, denim actually was on a trip with Trent. Like they did that like swamp fest video, like in between episode where they drove down from Minnesota. Yeah. Him and UB on that trip. Yeah. And Trent did that gap crank arm. And I was with Curly and denim. And we all looked at each other and we're like, this motherfucker is on. This beat. is the guy. Trent's on beat, dog. Like, Fuck yeah. Look, like he's crying a gap crank arm on this thing. Like you crazy. Yeah. And he just said he was camped with us too that weekend. He had a dope van. Guy mm-hmm. with a cool van, also benefit, you know. For real, got a cool, cool van, cool guy, fucking great vibes. Fucking can film, cool. can edit, can ride. Yeah, good films, personality, edits, love. You know, it. and then we we asked him. It was kind of weird because like he was already on Sunday, and like, you know, we talked about. It, we we're like, dude, like Sunday already kind of has like a whole thing going, and like I was like, I don't think that like like because full factory, you know, like BSD like sells Sunday shit. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of weird. It's weird to like take someone from another team and that that can get a little bit dicey. People can get upset. So like that was a whole thing of being like, yo, like this is the best for BSD, which is the best for Sunday. Like overall, you know what I mean? Like no one's going to be hurting too bad here. And luckily they were down. Shout out Sunday for that. And all the guys at Full Factory, they were down with that. And so, yeah, we got him on a BSD. Fucking he was super hyped. And and when is this, do you think? What what's the timeline on putting Trent and Yubi on? Maybe four years ago, three years. Trent ago? was the first one. So Trent, no, Trent was only dude. That was like a year ago. Oh no shit! So this is all yeah. very recent. Okay, this is recent. So yeah, yeah, Trent was like a year ago, something like that. Maybe a year and a half. Um, so yeah, then Trent, then Yubi came. We did our Houston trip, the Battle of the Brands trip. Mm-hmm. That for, shit was fire. Source and Yubi ended up just pulling up. Trent was like, "I need filmer help. Like, I'm supposed to run this video. I need filmer help. Yubi can film." So Yubi just like drove down, drove his camera bag, and just showed up to the house. And I was like, "Trent, you didn't tell me this extra guy was coming. Like, I'm planning trip <laughs> booking Airbnbs. Like, you gotta fucking tell me." I'm like, "Yubi, where are you <laughs> staying, man?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know. I was gonna stay with this other guy. He ended up just crashing with us the whole time." Nice. Well, within that process, he ended up being the coolest motherfucker ever. Mm-hmm. Like, super like. Just like understanding of the situation, like we're filming like a high intense, like like high intensity challenge video. We got to get these challenges done. Yep. And like he would want to ride spots, and he would wait till everyone rode, and like we were kind of chilling. And then he'd like get his little clips here and there, and yep. I was like, "This motherfucker's Respect. cool. Like, he knows what's he, up. He knows how to handle himself. He can read the room." Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was kind of a no brainer, you know. Like I talked with Grant about it, and Grant Smith, and he was just like, "Oh fuck yeah, like let's he, go." You know, sick rider, sick guy. And he's never not smiling, dude. I love Yubi. So he's contagious, happy, too. Happiest yeah. guy ever, dude. Both of them, man. They're fucking just great additions. And so because... now we got our whole now we got our own little crew. You know what yeah, I mean? For real. The and, American squad. And this uh unfortunately Curly wasn't able to come. I think he had a knee injury. Also, there's like limited spots on the trip. Okay. Um, and I wanted to do a trip with everyone, you know, to kind of like bring it together, bring bringing her all around to the cliffhanger video. Yep. Uh and then there was the Vans competition, the what was it off the wall the circle the huntington beach no the huntington beach oh waffle cup waffle cup there it is vans waffle cup so that contest and gaspar we got invited to that because gaspar has vans so i was like all right i got invited gaspar got invited denim lives there in california already yeah all right well all the pieces are kind of there like let's do a fucking trip and we were going to do california and denim hates filming in california so he's like, all the spots are blown out. It's boring. Like, no, 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 no. And yeah. stopped chatting. Eventually, it was like Denver. Like, all right, we're doing Denver. Denver's so loaded. It. Yeah, and we we were all gonna fly there, and then Denim was like, dude, he's like, he's like, I gotta bring my dirt bikes. He's like, I'm just gonna drive and meet you guys there. I was like, if you're gonna drive yourself, 
we'll all just drive with you. I'll fly, you know, fly the crew to California and we'll Perfect. just all from there. So rented a truck, got two dirt bikes in there, all of our shit. Picked up a Wes, Wes McGrath. Yeah. Up in, uh, he up said in LA. picked up a Wes. Picked up a Wes, dude. Picked up a Wes. We Crucial love a Wes. Crucial part of the equation. <laughs> uh, and then I knew I I knew about Moab and like this uh, this spot you can ride BMX there. So I was Sick. like, dude, I was like, we can hit that along the way. I was like, that this is gonna be worth it. Like just going there is gonna be so sick for you guys. Like I I've never I think I'm like I think there's a BMX team did go there back in the day. They just filmed like a couple clips here and there. And I was just yeah. like, we gotta go try and film out there. You got shredded. What was it like? So in the video, this somebody talks about like denim. I think it was denim. He's like, I got my motor motorcycle motor whatever the fuck. <laughs> I got a bike with a motor, and then all these boys are pedaling around it, and there's no water. Was there really no water? Uh we brought a shitload of water and just drank it all. It was like I tried to get the boys out. Like we got there super late to the Airbnb the night before driving. Yeah. And I was like, we gotta be up at like five in the morning like six in the morning five in the morning it's gonna be really fucking hot out there it's rough out there yeah and of course everyone sleeps in me included i was tuckered out from the trip so far uh yeah i think it was like 12 hours of driving from there like maybe six hours exhausting six hours travel is tiring yeah and so then we slept in and of course we got there for the hottest part of the day so yeah we're out there like pretty much all midday and just yeah, I don't know. It, what was the most impressive part of being out in the Moab? Like, I think just BMX wise, the motorcycle motocross shit is pretty wild too. But what was it? What was your favorite trick that got done out there on the rocks, dude? Gas bar flare and the down whip. Yes, just gas Beautiful. bar shot. And and he's just like, like like what he'd only been he'd been to America like I think a couple times. He'd only been to California. Yeah. So he's like, he's just this like, place? what the fuck is this? Like, we're riding BMX out here. And like, That's his so face, he's just like mind blown. So like, it was amazing seeing him go out there and really shine. Um, and yeah, we just cruise. I mean, it take it takes a lot. Like, it's mountain bike trails. It's not fucking meant for a brakeless BMX bike. So it's like yeah, no really shit. hard to like get around. And like, I knew about yeah. all the spots, not all the spots, but a decent amount of them that we went to. We didn't end up making the full loop. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just like looped around, rode some of the shit that I'd ridden there before when I was on a road trip. And uh yeah, just I don't know, it was sick. It was it crazy. Out. It was special. Yeah, it's really special. It's really hard out there. Like, I mean, dude, denim at one point, it's in the video, and like you can't really you can see it, but you don't really see how gnarly this shit is, dude. Like, he's like on riding the dirt bike on top of this like crack thing, and it's like st- pretty much straight down and at the bottom of this is like a like less angle but still very angled and about 15 20 feet of down more is like a 200 foot 300 foot death cliff and he's like up there on the dirt bike and i'm like denim like <laughs> i like stop i'm like heart drops i'm like denim because he's fucking crazy dude I've he been really on- is crazy <laughs> just- we'll be at a cliff jumping spot he'll just they'll be like describing where and where not to jump and he'll just be jumping already like into the water and i'm like <laughs> denim, wild, you're man. gonna you're nuts yeah so i'm like denim do not do this and he's like rah, rah. i'm like denim, <laughs> do not like i'm like a parent i'm like get down from there denim like you are scaring me bro like why are you doing this and he's just like it'll be fine dude i'm like please don't do it dude i'm like we're not here to die like if you go off that cliff, like, I mean, if his brakes malfunction, if any, if he put a foot down, he's tumbling off that cliff. Yes. Sure. And 
he just fucking, of course, flawlessly, just goes down, stops casually. He's like, dude, I told you it was chill. And I'm just like, bro, don't ever fucking do that shit again. Oh, man, that's scary. That's classic denim, though. You don't, I don't know, you don't get denim Cox clips without that crazy-ass mindset, you know? Oh, 100%, man. And that shit was sick. Like, it's it's really rough and rugged. Like, you can't really tell. Like, some of it, some of it is, like, really smooth. But a lot of it is, like, cheese grater gnarly yeah. like if you crash at all you are you're you could get stitches you know? up. yeah and uh luckily no one really crashed too bad like people jumped off and you know because if that's like one of the first things of the trip that could be that could suck you know if one of you guys got hurt so yeah. then let's you know we only got 15 minutes left before you gotta go so let's talk about the fucking uh riding section in denver you guys destroyed it um I want it. Let's talk about if I had to pick one thing to talk about, it would be the situation with the ledge that denim grinded and tumba wumba. Tumba wumba. Tell me about it. So, well, a, a chumba wumba is, you know, I get knocked down. Yeah. But I get up again. Chumba wumba. I named ledges that do that, that or rails is they're called chumba wumbas. Nice. So chumba wumbas. Chumba Wumba in your town. Go grind that shit for me, please. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were driving to another spot and I saw that shit out of the corner of my eye. I was like, oh, look at that Chumba Wumba. <laughs> and I was like, we got to go back to that thing. And like, we like ended up like going there and Denim was hyped on it. And I was like, all right, bro, like fucking dude, like do it. Like you got it, you know, like it's it's insane. It's like an 18 stair Chumba Wumba, like it's it's deadly it's yeah. absolutely deadly like where he would where he had to hop on with his backpack i mean he had like half an inch of tire clearance because the rail would go down and then yeah. the ledge would go, you know so like the rails right there i mean you get bucked off and you die for sure yeah. and the other wall is right there you know right. uh so yeah he gives her a couple of goes eat shit a couple of times i'm filming at the top i'm just like all right you got it you got it and all of a sudden like i'm like looking out and someone in the street like dust is like he's like oh but, like Reed, we gotta go. And I was just like, okay. I was like, oh fuck. I was like, all right, Dan. I'm like, let's get out of here. I think cops are coming. And and the, like I start walking and they're like, no, no, the cops are here. Ooh. And like the dudes inside this shop, like they were watching us on the cameras and like called the cops as soon as we showed up and waited for the cops to get there. Ooh. And, then, and then walked out. So Kinda like smart business yeah, owners. We, yeah. we had nowhere to go, dude. I was like, oh fuck this is a bad one and the ledge was fucked up for sure like yeah. it was definitely chunked up i mean it's a fucking no one's walking down that staircase apparently they the city made them build that staircase for like no good reason and they made the just shop like pay for code it. code shit yeah but it was a brand new staircase like they just got done with it so that's why he was extra pissed yeah and they were just not gonna let us get away without paying for it you know or like like at least like he was he wasn't even gonna deal with us at all he was like this is a police thing i don't even want to talk to you guys you're dealing with the cops. That's damaged property. That's fucking, you know, it was going to be like ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. Sheesh. To like redo the whole stair set, like yeah. to pay the company to do it. Who's, who's just, handling the conversation with the cops? Me, me and fucking Trent. And like Denim's kind of like sitting back. And I was like, dude, I was like, we can make spots beautiful, man. I was like, we do spot restoration. Like we fucking, <laughs> I was like, bro, I was like, I was, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is really bad. You know, I've been in some sticky ones with like business owners and shit. And like, you know, where you're like, all right, I'll come back and paint the, paint the damn rail. I'll make it better. You know, yeah. if you're that pissed, whatever. Uh, but this one, I was like, no, he's pissed. And this could be like really bad. Yeah. Um, so just, I just went into fucking bag mode. Just like, 
please like like yo man like we're here all week we're not bad people we do this for a living i was like we're gonna let us at least try i was like i I, like he is denim cox if anyone is like the best construction worker ever like for real anyone is gonna make this spot look just like it was it's gonna be him like he builds mini skate parks and shit out of cement like yes Surely he'll be able to patch a couple holes. Dude, the clips of him carrying the cement is just, just being, dude, Denim is such a special human being. I love it. And then the montage of like squirting water and rubbing the bricks. And then it turned out brand new. Was the, the, I feel like the owner was impressed. He was like, what Denim did here is pretty impressive. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want anybody else coming back. (laughs) Yeah. No, he like, he was stoked, man. He was, he ended up being really cool. He was like, he was talking to me. He's like, he ended up actually coming out and like scraping the fucking legend. Yeah, he's helping. Like, it took like three hours, two or three hours, something like that. Nice. But we, we worked our ass off. We had to like rub brick all the black off and like patch all the holes. And yeah, he ended up just being like, he was like, dude, he's like, you know, he's like, you know, when you get, he was really sensible. It was, it, the place was, oh, I don't want to air out the place, but it was, he was a very Christian guy, you know? And he's like, he's yeah. like, man, he's like, when I was younger, you know, I figured when I get older, like I'd like change. And he's like, man, like I'm older, like I, I'm still young, like the young person inside. Like, I understand why you guys did this. I understand the appeal. I get it. And it's cool. But like, you know, like, I don't know. There is the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the other side of it. It's like, this shit sucks. Like I paid all this money for this ledge and the people who built the ledge fucked it up. Like the, the ledge itself was made out of fucking like shitty, like foam. Yeah. Like they, he hired a shitty contractor, which also he was kind of like, fuck. But, uh, you know, like, yeah, we ended up sending him a BSD hat for Christmas, dog. Nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dude. He was, uh, I'm actually in Denver now. I should go stop by and just be like, hey, man. Totally, dude. Get a picture with him at yeah. the spot. He, I think uh, that, that just shows, like, it's such a breath of fresh air versus the usual, like, shitty attitude towards security guards or, like, the disrespect towards business owners who come out and try and get you to leave it's like, oh shut up you know fuck you type shit and it's just like oh, to treat dude. people with respect and come back and own and make it oh. better it's like wow i That's, love that you're talking about picking people on the right team like picking people for the team yeah like, shit like that man like that shit don't fly if i'm out with people like and you feel that it's like dude why are you ramping this dude up you're really gonna fight this security guard he gets paid fucking 10 bucks an hour yeah you're gonna make this you're gonna blow out this spot and make it so no one can come here ever Treat the people with respect, show them love, show them you're just having fun. If they really, if they really are irate, just fucking leave and come back when they're not there. Bring some lights, light up the spot, like yeah. preserve these spots. Cause there are a limited amount of spots in this world. And BMX is such a small thing. Like you want to leave people with a good taste in their mouth for BMXers. For real. It's a good and look. And I'm yeah, so it's happy. Important. Yeah. It's important to like care about that shit. And like, yeah, I don't know. That's like, that's the energy I'm definitely trying to spread. And like, especially with this, all this try again foundation shit, like, trying to build like the future to have more people like that. Cause BMX could be like an accepted thing. Like imagine the world was our skate park right? and more yeah. people like, yeah, fuck it. It's okay. That shit looks all right with wax ledges or whatever, you know, yeah. like how sick would that be, dude? Kind of like, like how it is in Barcelona. I feel like that's kind of how it is in Barcelona with like that, that one iconic spot that everybody rides. All right, yeah. hold on. We got seven minutes left, dude. We got a hard out. Let's make the dude, most we, of it. We could do a hey, Bobby. If you're down, we could just do a part two, and we actually have more time too. If you're down, I know we, could, we will do part two. But this will uh, this will this will come out Monday, and then we'll um, we'll do another one, a round two. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had a fucking. I had a busy. Day no, it's off. no big deal. We both do. So, uh, well, we got to get this one out of the way. Who's your Mount Rushmore all-time BMX riders? All-time BMX riders. Yeah. 
Oh, fuck. First one popped in my head, dog. I mean, fuck. That's crazy. Well, dude. Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this fucking four, question. Right? Yeah, four people. Ay, ay, ay. Fuck, man. This, this is really hard, dude. It is. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, can I explain my thought process here? Yeah. So, you know, in my head, I'm like, all right, there's like Edwin De La Rosa, Tom White, Rat Kid, you know, like that side. That genre. Yeah. You know, that I like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Oh, just greatness over there. And then there's like Ruben, Taj, Joe Rich, that side. Yeah. And then there's like, Nathan Williams, Corey Martinez, Garrett Reynolds. Side. Yeah. Garrett Reynolds, fuck, dude. Just got to pick one. There's Dave so many Mira. different categories and shit. We were... Mira, yeah. Pat Casey, Matt Hoffman, Kevin Peraza, Matt yeah. Hoffman, bro. Yeah. Oh my God. How are you <laughs> going to make me right now, dude? Okay. <laughs> oh, man. You know, what a, you know what a fun one is that I did at the bar once with the homies? It was like uh, Mount Rushmore of riders that uh you like but you can't stand watching them ride <laughs> that's a fucked up one <laughs> it's fucked up all right all right let's go let's go with this okay i'm gonna start with ruben good choice ruben is his how much he's changed in his riding career from doing double tail ups over box jumps to inventing the gap wall essentially yeah Insane. True. um one of my favorite riders of all time for pure simplicity and pure savagery and setups, Tom White. Just, dude, I mean, I've always, he's been one of my favorite riders forever. Somebody actually commented on the cliffhanger video and was like, Denim Cox is the new Tom White. And I was like, that is That's just. That's the biggest compliment. So, oh, man. I don't even yeah. know if Denim knows how much that means to me to hear yeah, that. That's fire. Um, And then we're going to go with, I got to put Paraz up there. He deserves it. He's fucking amazing. What that man does for his community, BMX, his family. He is hands down one of the best humans on this earth. Yep. Um, and how do I got one more? Yep. Peraza, Ruben, Tom White. Go with Rat Kid, man. Nice. Mark Gralla. I love it. Just because, dude, I mean, dude, the the niche and the style, you know, niche life, the riding niches is one of my favorite things nowadays. And like his way of diving into niches is just so fucking awesome and beautiful. And the spots he finds, like, it's like spot hunting is really important to me finding your own spots rather than just being taken to shit and like he finds his spots you know yes he does and yeah. that i respect that so much the uh his ender and ampm was legendary the feeble on the bench to curb wall right like what a setup and then yeah uh, dude. you know what you're clipping the cliffhanger video where you ride that interesting looking thing where i texted you about it the pegs to ice down was so sick i was just like the spot use and it's like an almost unrideable spot i was when you were like trying it i was like what is he doing is he gonna drop into the other side but when you hit the ice and then look at the camera i was like 
Oh, so dude, pumped, man. That, that shit took was a, cool. That took a really long time. I believe it, man. Up too. It was like running <laughs> into a wall every time I hit the bank. And sometimes I hit the bank and just like blow up and lose all my speed and pop. Dude, riding um, spots like that is it looks cool and easy on camera. And then once you, you know, actually are doing it, it's like, holy shit. Like, that's unbelievable. Dude, yeah. It was, <laughs> uh, it was uh, that trip was amazing, man. Not, not every trip is so, uh, fruitful with amazing spots shout out yeah. to Dutz and rob de quattro for definitely helping us show us around and that is the spot guy in denver for sure he's the don i love that guy um, yeah I, I honestly i, I want to come back out here and do another trip out here because there's so much we didn't touch that we want yeah. and like it's infinite man this just i was out there for like three or four days last time i went out there and the the spots that i saw i was just like wow it's just the yeah. schools the everything in between blah 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 uh what out the whole crew next time though whole bsd crew you like badass and dudes and fucking bsd in denver and then find your own shit what's your favorite part of a bmx trip the whole experience uh all the shit that you do not on the bike yeah you know Love that. i yeah. like we went like tubing down a river um, it's like yeah going and like I always make sure that we involve extracurricular activities, going to a, going to like a bar and like playing games and stuff like that. Like sick. Yeah. I'm playing cornhole. Dude, we were riding a spot and this, this lady like came out and fucking like saw it from her, from her apartment. And she was like, that is so cool. And she brought denim a beer and then she invited the whole crew up and we went and kicked it on her fucking balcony. Nice. Like, <laughs> house and just like, like moments like that are just like priceless, you know, like I, out of all the BMX trips I've gone on in my life, like, I always remember, like, you never really remember the clip. Yeah, you know? it's the or non-BMX like, like, stuff that Yeah, happens. you'll remember all the non-BMX stuff, and that's yeah. just moments with the people you love, and that's just priceless. That's huge. What is your most important, like, setup on your bike? What do you, like, if you're, if you had to, if somebody handed you a bike, I don't know, what, what's the most crucial element for you in terms of, like, having your bike set up? What is, uh... Do you understand? Does that make sense as a yeah, question? Yeah. Um, I, my, my frame was a game changer. Like the new Safari frame. It's like the longest, I'm pretty sure it's the longest front end with the shortest back end available on the nice. market. And that thing has made it so, it's made my riding so much different of just like how I can ride and what I can ride and how it feels to ride and like whip around spins and stuff like that. Sick. Like I have room for my knees. Like, dude, I, I hated that my whole life. Like, cause we're tall, knees, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Jamming my knees on my fucking stem. Yeah. Like I want room up there yeah. and then still but be able still to still be able to spin. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that dude, that, that frame setup totally changed my shit up. So I'd say right now that's probably that, yeah. that or plastic pegs. Cause plastic pegs, I used to hate plastic pegs. You can grind everything, dog. Yeah, like, it opens up a whole new world. I want to be able to grind everything. So plastic. The only pegs, thing that's missing, they they need to make plastic pegs that sound like metal pegs. Yeah. Uh, that's a good um, let's see. What's your favorite feeling trick? Diving into a niche. Nice. I used to, I used to say the switch feeble easy one eighty. Love that one, but dude, diving into a niche, dude, high speed gap into a niche, front tire, back tire. But yep. that's Ooh, got man. that feels good. Even or like or if it's a nice like carving a street vert wall, yes. carving a street vert wall also a really beautiful. Nice. The way you rode that Jersey barrier and cliff cliffhanger is very impressive. Um, Thank you, brother. 
Okay, we talked about all this shit. Last one we'll do is uh, put me on two, three, or four writers that I don't know about that I should know about. <clears throat> Ooh. Ooh, there's this dude out of New Orleans. What's his name? Justin. Yeah, I'm sure you know about Brandon Guthrow. Brandon, Brandon yeah, Guthrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know about him through Brock. Justin Scott, dude. Justin Scott. This Justin guy, Justin Scott. Scott. He we the the try again jam we threw the launch jam in New Orleans. He actually won. He's already sponsored by Stranger, but he won a bike and he ended up giving it to his homie. Nice. Uh, I am already following him. Cool. Shout out Justin Scott. So that one doesn't count then, huh? <laughs> Dad, well, I honestly didn't, you know, it didn't ring a bell, so <clears throat> Justin Scott's really sick. Oh, uh, that dude in the fuck, I don't even what's his name? Oh my god. Dude in the he did a levitator grind to manual 180 in the denver video mm -hmm. down that ledge you know what i'm talking about what's his name i don't fucking know <laughs> God, why can't i think about it oh this is rough well that dude rips okay we'll figure out who, who it is after the the name credits I, or about too, I guess um who else who are some bmxers who you don't know about i love this question because then i see some talent all around the world yeah this is a really this is a really good question dude wow uh la, 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 la. man i'm like trying to like think of areas like put myself in yeah different yeah areas. florida uh, seattle california there's riders everywhere dude there's so many riders Europe. everywhere man there's some killers in europe right now bro europe oh man like learning about santi Loverde, even though he's already like pretty recognized i was like oh my god i love this kid and then this new one kai what's his name kai uh dude he's just oh cry kai brisebois brisebois i don't know he's just banging his bar ends on shit he's doing a like bar a bunny hop bar spin to land with his bar and tapping a vertical pole it's fucking wild well dude you know i i guess uh tam do you know about tam, tam roasting yeah <clears throat> tam, tam roasting yeah he's yep. like he's on bsd he's probably one of my favorite new riders i mean he's been riding for a long time but he's on he's on bsd and he's getting recognized yeah he's been staying in austin for like two three months and that boy can grind a rail like no other he Hell is yeah. one of wildest street shredders in the game and like i you're gonna see him come out with some crazy heavy shit so i'd say Stoked keep it out tam yeah tam and fuck i mean obviously you know about grant yubi the first yeah first those are good hop in my head were like tam trent and grant yubi you know that's I mean? a new wave dude yeah it's yeah, wild those, those boys obviously fucking they're they're killing it they're gonna i was texting off. um i was texting trent yesterday good job on the edit and he was like dude i, I remember when i was a kid watching sabrosa and albuquerque over and over again and i was like because he said it means a lot coming from you and i was like holy shit it's weird that you were a kid when i was making those videos it's so trippy dude generations you know it's wild yeah. oh also curly man curly oh, yeah. man has curly too man. Much shit, but curly is fucking really sick i want to get him on more trips and fucking know the world what he can do he's one of he's definitely one of the He's only dropped like one one uh video parts in the Bush Heavy Boys DVD. Okay. Uh, I gotta look that did, I gotta like, watch he, that. 
he did like a roof like a roof gap in austin into this bank thing that like i guess like sean burns even like didn't want to do like like, many pros have went to and like it's a spot right off the highway that a bunch of people have seen and he like he ripped that and he's like one of the steeziest dudes on a bike so all right i'm gonna watch bush heavy boys and then lastly what are you about to go do right now I am going to go host a Kendama jam at a Boogie T pre party in Denver. Sick, dude. Yeah. All right. I'm out here. I'm out here. Uh, sporting Boogie T is playing Red Rocks this weekend. So, him and then he's got his band Boogie Trio uh, with my boys Frankie and Yano. They're super sick. So, yeah, I just flew up here to go get my first Red Rocks experience and host this Kendama jam at this, at this bar. Fuck yeah. Teach a bunch of people spikes and fucking spread the love. I love, dude, when you give them the spin and then just say, do it. And then they do it and they go, ah. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's an best. amazing it's feeling. You're best, spreading the hype man. all around the world, dude. Yeah, bro. You got to spread the love and fucking show people how to use these tools, man. They're just <laughs> sitting there idling, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Any last words before we wrap it up? Fuck, man. Thank you so much for interviewing me. Shout out all my sponsors. Fucking BSD. Smoke Flower. Go check out Smoke Flower Apparel. They're sick as fuck out of California. Um, Sweets Kendamas, Raw Superfoods, Take Your Superfoods, Plants Basically. Very important. Just keep up on that health shit. Yep. Um, follow Try Again Foundation. Maybe we'll be coming to a city near you and throwing a jam. At Try Again Foundation? Yep, at, at Try Again Foundation. I'm, I'm coming for you. Let's go. Uh, yeah, shout out Etnies for always keeping my feet laced up. Fucking... Yeah, man. I don't know. That's it. That's it, man. You know, we're we're doing uh, another one soon. Yeah, let dude, let's do. Honestly, man, like I feel like this one was definitely super rushed. I, I'm not to hop on another one soon. I'm again. I'm sorry for being so fucking. Nothing to apologize for, man. It is what it is. We'll do it again in a couple of weeks or even next week as soon as we can, and we'll have Reed Stark episode two coming out soon. But for now, this is dropping Monday, and I had a good time. I think uh, people listening will also have a good time so have everybody have a good week and thanks for tuning in thanks much love bobby thank you y'all cheers thank you for watching i hope you enjoyed it i had fun it was a shorter episode so we're gonna bring him back on as soon as possible and uh yeah i'll see you in the next one next week on monday leave a comment of who you would like to see reed thanks for coming on and i hope you guys have a good week goodbye